Welcome to the Genuinely You podcast channel, which is packed with advice and tips on how to live your life with purpose. Do you wish you felt happy and fulfilled? Are you feeling stuck, wishing things could be better? Are you ready to take some action and create the life you want? To start living an empowered life, you need to recognize and make full use of the power and freedom that comes from being genuinely you. Your host is Gina Gardner, a number one best-selling author whose whole life has been about supporting people to achieve personal empowerment, helping people just like you recognize that they can. Hi there, it's Gina Gardner here and I'm joined as usual by my good friend Rachel Davidson. We're both international best-selling authors and you can find our books on Amazon and find mine and Rachel's on the website genuinely-you.com. We're going to talk this morning about wisdom and it's an interesting topic because I think most people have got a, a definition of what wisdom is for them when talking about themselves and other people and often I find that the definition is different for when we're defining wisdom in others and wisdom in ourselves. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's an interesting topic, I think, because wisdom is one of those things that many people believe that they don't have. Mm -hmm. Or they assign um, the, they believe that certain people have wisdom mm -hmm. because of their title, or because of their, their job, or because of their so-called experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yet, I think that at times that that's perhaps a skewed belief. Um, and for the next 25 minutes or so, we're going to explore the whole um, theme of wisdom and what that yeah. looks like and feels like. Yeah. So, what's your definition of wisdom? Well, I can tell you what I, I think it is not. Okay, let's start with that. Um, I do not think that wisdom is an accumulation of facts. No. Um, uh, I think that, and I've met many, many people who uh, revel in the enjoyment of acquiring facts and figures, yep. and then being able to spout them at a moment's notice. Um, and I do understand there is a joy in that, and there is a sense of achievement in it. But um, one or two particular characters that I can think of who, who have that propensity just to gather facts, and um, they treated them like they were the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Mm -hmm. And facts can lead you to truth, um, but they, they are not necessarily the truth. Yes. Facts and experiences are there to make you consider things, to, to live through something and to get some learning and to understand the facts and the relevancy of it, but it is not in and of itself wisdom. And those, the two people that I have in mind were some of the most stubborn and uh, rigid and um, foolish people that uh, I've had, had the pleasure to meet. But they could tell you a fact about everything. Okay. Okay. So, so when I meet people who believe themselves to be wise because they can tell you the, the most infinite micro detail of, I don't know, the weather or something, I have to acknowledge that, um, you know, that is a clever thing to do, <laughs> to, to retain that information. But I'm not sure that I would take my heart and soul to them and ask them for their wisdom in helping me find a way through a 
difficult moment in my life. Both of those, those people were not wise in my view. So I tend, I, I tend to think that um, the, the often spouted idea of wisdom as being somebody who is extremely knowledgeable isn't always the case. I have found wisdom in the youngest of people and, and the wisdom in the most uneducated of people. So for wisdom for me is about um, finding truths. Okay. I think wisdom is an interesting thing um, because for me there's a sort of worldly wisdom, the wisdom of being able to um, see your way through things, being able to see both sides of the story and having a, a measuredness, that's probably not a word, um, about things, being able to, to, to take back, uh, take a step back and reflect. Um, and for me, wisdom also is about having, taking real access to that inner voice, mm -hmm. to being able to understand your world and the world of people around you mm -hmm. that actually takes on something much bigger than that moment in time. Mm. The interesting thing I think about knowledge, you know, the, the fact stuff, mm -hmm. um, I think that's a hang up to the, you know, we lived in an information, a knowledge age where it was sort of one time it was thought, you know, you can learn everything you need to know. And I think with the fast changing world that we live in, nobody can know everything. What often goes along with that really intense sense of facts and knowledge in that sense is that often what's missing is what's called common sense. Yet in my experience, common sense is often not so common. <laughs> it's quite rare. And I'm minded you know, of you know, people I know who are who are incredibly good at, at, at knowing the minutiae of stuff, mm -hmm. but actually don't have any sense of the impact of how they are on others, mm -hmm. or don't have any understanding and empathy for people who come from a very different place with different experiences who need um, handling in a different way. Their emotional intelligence doesn't always match up. Yeah. And for me, I think the challenge is that we tend to lump people together in groups when actually we're all a bit, um, we, we can all be all things in any given situation, can't we? Mm. There are times when we aren't wise and very often we can feel wise about other people's circumstances, mm. but feel at sea with our own because yeah. we don't have that perspective. And so for me, wisdom is something that we, that we access rather than we acquire, I think. But that at the same time, the more you access it and use it, the stronger and the more all-encompassing it becomes. So it's interesting, that concept of access. So that implies that there is a doorway, yeah. a pathway, a route towards to gain access so the question is is that access just always obvious 
to us and it's just you know great question i think it's obvious to the people who know how to do it but how do you get to know how to do it i think sometimes it's experience and there are people who live the same day like groundhog day and don't ever <laughs> learn from their experience so it's not about the number of days weeks years but it's about how you um, how you respond to those and whether you learn the life lesson that each experience brings you mm. so i think in, in part it is around um, making the most of life's experiences mm-hmm. but i don't know if you've ever met you know a very young child and you've had that picture yeah, that's an old soul because even though they are in life, our lifetime years, they are very, very little. They come out with, with things which show a wisdom that is far greater than one would expect their age to, to reflect. And there are people who are significantly um, experienced in terms of years who don't appear to have learned anything very much from their experiences. So, so what, what's going on? I mean, what, why, how is that possible? How can a young child with hardly any life experience appear to have wisdom beyond their years? Yes. That's the phrase that we use, isn't it? And how can somebody who's lived a full and long life on, on this spinning rock be, be, appear to have less wisdom? I mean, what, what is wisdom there for? Well, I, I don't have a definitive answer for you. I can only give you my thoughts as they are now. And the interesting thing for me is my thoughts are consistently being evolving. Mm. And the, the, the theory I give you today, mm. in three months, six months, five years' time, could be very different based on the experiences and the, the shifts that I've had in understanding. Mm based on those experiences. And for me that, in a sense, is the the first step towards wisdom, is that you are open and prepared to learn from each situation Uh and that you see each situation as a platform from which to develop and grow in all sorts of ways, intellectually, emotionally, um, and in terms of wisdom. So that's the first thing. Uh The second is, I think, and I'm guilty of this. Um, I think it's the difference between being a human doing and a human being. Mm. And I think part of wisdom is, is giving oneself the space and the quiet to listen mm-hmm. and to be prepared for what comes. Mm. Now, I believe that there is a, a greater force than ours that I call it universal wisdom, God, Jesus, um, Muhammad, whoever you want to call it, I think that we have the capacity to tap into that greater wisdom. Mm. But in order to do that, you have got to give yourself the space and the time and the quiet. Mm. Because who are you listening to? What are you listening to? Well, I define it, I suppose, as my inner wisdom, but I also believe that my inner wisdom is connected in some way to something that's bigger than me. And it's interesting, you know, when I work with, with clients, that I hold the space for them. And there are times when I'm listening, and I describe it as getting out of my own way, and just trusting 
what comes and often what comes is a question or a phrase which seems to unlock mm. the issue move us forward mm. and i don't take a huge amount of credit for that other than the fact that i do trust it mm-hmm. and that i give it space mm-hmm. and i think in our modern world where everything is going at a frenetic pace mm. we can get caught up in the you know the fake news and the social media and the our to-do list and, mm. and not feeling enough rather than you know, giving ourselves the opportunity to just appreciate the skills and the attributes and the um, the essence of who we are it's that essence i think which for me is a big part of that is the wisdom mm-hmm. but that's not all of it and it, one of the challenges of course is finding the language that is meaningful to other people. Mm. Um, yeah, it has a great resonance and meaning to me, but if you can't find the right words that are meaningful to other people, then it's very difficult to share. Mm. That's why stories are so important to metaphors and analogies. Yes, yeah. and they make it. Of, of that feeling of connection to, to spirit. Because that's when people can at least get an idea of what you're talking about with these very complex and very sort of ethereal um, mm. words like wisdom, like love, like mm. integrity. But they, but like love, for instance, wisdom is, when we experience wisdom in ourselves or in others, we immediately recognise it, don't we? We do. So yeah. it's, it's a common aspect of our base humanity that we have hardwired, yeah, some sort of you know radar for we know it. We know it absolutely in the moment that that was this wisdom or this. And was love. people generally will recognise that there are certain people that you trust and you, you know who will be there and give you wise words. And wise words aren't platitudes. And sometimes wise words are hard to hear mm-hmm. because there is a truth in them that you don't necessarily want to accept. Yeah. But that you have that trust that they're going to do it for the very best of reasons and with your best interests at heart. Yeah. And if you think about stories, you know, if children's stories, it's often the owl who's the wise mm-hmm. voice in the wood um, because they grow to a supposedly greater age and because they see things in a way that that other animals don't partly because they sit up high and they've got a perspective that's bigger partly because they can turn their heads around you know a a huge um, uh, range of movement and they've got big eyes and that they can see in the dark and you know there's so many levels at which that metaphor works in terms of wisdom aren't there Um, you know, there are you know, many, many stories where there's the wise woman or there's the wise king or the wise person that people go to. And I think those stories intrinsically reflect different assets uh, or facets of us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you want to access your wisdom, you think, well, okay, let's think about this. What would the wise owl be saying? Or what would the wise woman be saying? Or... You know, who's the king that gave Solomon, wasn't it, who, when two women brought their babies, he was wise enough to say, I'm going to cut the child in half. And the real mother said, no, 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 
give it to the other woman because she wanted her baby to survive. Yeah. You know, we all have the capacity, if we choose to give it space and find it, to find that wisdom. So who, in, the, in the world, who are the sort of a well-known figure, would you say is the wisest person you're aware of? Ooh, that's interesting. I don't think there's any one person who has the wisdom for everything, and I think it would be different people in different situations. Yes. So if I wanted, if it was a relationship thing, you know, I would go to one person. If it was a business thing, I'd perhaps go to somebody else. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the things that I'd like um, are the people who are watching or listening to this to take on board is to recognise if you choose, you can access your own wisdom. Mm. Yeah. And, and you know the, the, the construct that I just used, you know, to ask yourself, if you were the wisest person in the village, mm. <laughs> what would they be saying to you now? And by doing so, you just sort of take a step back, you dissociate yourself from all of the emotion, the chaos, the, the, the aggravation. Mm. And give your, excuse me, give yourself, yourself the opportunity to reflect, to access that inner voice, which is there for us all if we choose to use it. Mm -hmm. Or if that's a step too far, think about the person that you might ask for their wisdom and think, what would they say? And I've got lots of clients who, um, who say to me, you know, um, there was a situation and I sat there and I thought, what would Jesus say? And in reality, they're talking about words that they may have heard me say, but actually they're accessing their own wisdom. Because the words they remember, the words that resonate for them, are actually their own. It's their own stuff. Yeah, because words are useful tools to elicit emotion. Um, and that is energy. And um, that is because we are obviously, well, I believe, connected energetically to everything. Yeah. So if you find wisdom, then, then often for me, um, wisdom is a feeling of safety and um, um, you know, that, that sense of um, lightness. When you hear this wisdom, it really goes dong. Uh, when, when you find a wise way of behaving, it feels safe and um, in flow and all of these things. And yeah. all of those, uh, words are simply describing uh, how I feel physically, um, and it's it's not it's not a sort of a, a sensation on the skin. It's a sort of deep sensation within the heart type of you know <laughs> a soul level feeling, and and uh, and that's because you know again I go back to what what my definition of wisdom is is, is that it is um it is a connection to yeah. um well I mean you know people would describe it as divinity. Yes, spirit. Whichever word you prefer to use, the higher things. I think you know what you describe is that resonance, that feeling of safety, um, that right feeling of rightness. And there's a huge difference between the rightness we're talking about and the need to be right, hmm. um, isn't there? Yes. It yeah. it often feels lighter hmm. you know, when you access that wisdom. There is that sense of it feeling. Light in the sense of not heavy and oppressive, mm. but also light in the sense of illuminated, mm. 
that you know suddenly the darkness um, is less evident. And I think that's really important. The other thing for me around wisdom is if I think about it and I think, will this still feel right in a day or a week or a month? Yeah. You know, because very often the feelings that we hear, we feel when things aren't going right, um, they're heightened negative feelings. Yeah. But actually, you know, the molehill mountain test, you know, is it still going to be a mountain in a week or a month's time? And of course it's not, but when you look at wisdom, wisdom is timeless. Mm. You know, there is this sense of well, this is this is the right way to be or the right way to do, mm. and that's going to remain so. Mm. And so it has a, a sense of, of constancy. Yeah. Um, and I would say to all of you, you, you know, you are very, very well able to access your own inner wisdom. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to get out of all of the chaos, so out of the, all of the angst and emotion, and just take yourself to somewhere quiet. Just give yourself a little bit of time. And you know, take some deep breaths, sit down, and just to start with, just focus on your senses. You know, what can you hear? Close your eyes. What can you feel? And be really conscious of those, that, that, that that how you feel in yourself, mm -hmm. yeah? yeah. Um, and then, you know, what's your inner voice saying to you? Yeah. Uh, what is it that, you know, what's the issue and what's going to be the way forward? Mm -hmm. And in my experience, you know, whether you do that, the other way to do it is to, to set that question before you go to sleep. Mm -hmm. um, other people will go and set the question and go on a run. Um, or a long walk, or go and have a shower, or a bath. And in that quietness, and I think being prepared to be on your own is quite useful, that the answer will always come. So I'm going to draw things to a close. We could talk forever about wisdom, um, and you know, I want you to think over the next few days about the times when you have felt that you have wisdom. And how that's come about. What are the circumstances which have given you that, that sense of, mm. yeah, I, that's, that feels right. Mm. Um, and then those times when you feel that you need the help of other people who have wisdom. Um, and think about the sort of wisdom that people have offered you. And I think part of, of wisdom for me, when you ask other people, to share their wisdom, it's about trusting that they don't have an agenda, mm -hmm. that you know that they're truly um, wanting the best for you. Mm. But ultimately, you've got to want the best for yourself. Mm. We'd love to know what you think. We'd love to know who you consider wise and why. Whether you come across children that you think you know there's a wise soul, and what's made you feel that way. Um, and let us know um, either through the chat box on Facebook or on the website genuinely-u.com and um, through the, the comments there, emailers. We'd love to know. So take care. There's lots of free resources on the website. That's genuinely-u.com. You can find our, both our books, Rachel's The Point of Me and The Truth of Her, and all of my books, including Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways of Happiness, Success and Fulfillment. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. 
You've just been listening to another great Genuinely You podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Genuinely You is a culmination of Gina's work, spanning over 30 years, of helping people learn what makes them feel happy and truly fulfilled, and how to achieve it. Please visit genuinely-u.com today to find out more.